Hello, Fried Fam! It is Tuesday, it is Valentine's Day, and you are getting a bonus episode from me and Sarah, hosts and co-hosts and coaches of Fried the Burnout Podcast. We are so excited to spend this next half hour explaining, sharing, giving you an insider's view into what's going to be happening in Fried's group burnout recovery coaching program that starts this Sunday, this Sunday, not Saturday, this Sunday, February 19th. We are so excited to reveal to you all of the things that you will get out of this group. So in this next half hour, you will hear all of the deets, and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions that you can go into our Facebook group and this video, we went live in the Facebook group with this video, and you can ask any of the questions you have underneath there. If you hear this and you want to join the group, please head to bit.ly forward slash Sarah Spring group and you will find your way in. We can't wait to see if your name pops up. Hello, everybody. We were just laughing here in the background because I am in a period of super high stress in my life. I'm finishing a degree in May, and one of the classes I have to take to finish this degree is heavy on writing and statistics and is requiring about 15 hours a week of my time which I didn't have to offer this class. So I've been scrunching in a lot of things and I just um, made a classic burnout mistake of saying, I have to do this thing. And Sarah, as my friend and burnout coach, said, no, you do not have to do this thing. That is a false belief. You are putting pressure on yourself unnecessarily. And so I'm going to take that thing off my to-do list today. And that is the power of talking through your days and your stuff with other people. Because it's really easy to get wrapped up in the shoulds. It's so easy. Your own brain doesn't offer you suggestions for alternate ways to do things. It only wants to go and do them like the most common way you've always done them. And when you're in high stress, that's reverting to burnout. Even when you're not burnt out, even when you've been a burnout coach for several years. Yes, 100%. And so it's, we, we have each other to sort of bounce these things around with and, and everybody, you know, has the Facebook group to bounce these things around with, but Having a more concentrated version of focused time and attention on things that will help with your burnout recovery, I've seen be incredibly helpful, first of all, with my own clients, and second of all, with the group that Sarah just is um, wrapping up with now, because we do have new group coaching programs starting on Saturday, February 19th. And we are encouraging Sunday, February 19th, and we are encouraging you to um, gift yourself some self-love in the form of burnout coaching this Valentine's Day. Sarah, do you have a testimonial ready out there that you can read just a little snippet of? Because there was some wording in there and a couple of those that I was like, oh, my God, this makes my heart sing. Yeah. So one of the... I guess, members of the group that is just finishing up now, you know, she came for guidance on how to move forward with burnout recovery, right? That's what we do and community and felt like 
oh my God, this is the first time I've ever felt seen and heard and not alone. You know, she thought everyone was doing it better, easier. You know, she was shooting all the expectations on herself that, you know, she was the only one that couldn't do it like she thought she should be able to. And how often do you do that to yourself? I used to be like, yeah, I should be able to do, you know, X, Y, Z, and also A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, all the things. And it wasn't true. Yeah. And there's this thing about burnout that happens that you, you do lose some perspective. You lose your ability to see on in a wider lens. It's like putting on horse blinders. Like you really, you do lose perspective and it happens on a physical level in your brain and it happens on a mental level also. And being in a group of people that are also going through it can help you to push those blinders back so that you can see possibilities differently. Yeah. Watch them open up. It's a big deal. So we're going to run you through the week by week of what's happening in the group coaching program. And this is a little bit updated from last time because we learned some things and thank you to group number one for being our guinea pigs. One of the things that Sarah learned um, is that some one-on-one time is necessary. So we adjusted the price to include two half hour sessions with Sarah that you get to use whenever you want during the process, which I have been through some group coaching programs and that's such a gift. Having one-on-one time is such a gift. In a group, so I'm so thrilled that that that's happening. Um, and the other things were the the flow of how things should go. So this time you're starting with a class called "Listening to Your Body's Messages." Run us through that a little bit. So we're going to help you tune into what a yes feels like in your body and what a no feels like, so that you can start to trust yourself when making decisions. At least I know when I was getting to peak burnout and at peak burnout, I was like, I don't even know how to make a decision anymore because I don't trust myself. And I don't know what the right answer is. I thought I was doing it right for years. And all of a sudden here I am like, what the hell? (laughs) So we're going to help you build some trust in yourself by listening. Like our body responds so well when we listen And I realized this, it's not just body, okay? It's really, you're asking your higher self or like your intuition, your heart, your soul for these messages. It's not the physical tissue of your body. We say body because it's shifting, listening to the words going and spinning in your mind to another place. And this is critical for especially the beginning. I love that we moved, that you moved this to the, I said, we, uh, we didn't do anything. This is Sarah's baby. <laughs> I love that you moved this. I, to the be- <laughs> I love that you moved this to the beginning of everything because this is um, a tool that you will be refining throughout the entire three ish month process. Right. So this is not, we are not telling you right now that you're going to do this 75 minute class And you're going to just know it's going to be done. It's going to be over. You're going to know. No, this is week one so that as you go through the rest of the program, you can really learn to tune into the pieces that are most applicable to you and that feel best to you and learn to leave behind the things that are not right for you right now, as well as being able to do that in your life. So I think it's important to understand that 
there's a lot of information that you're going to get over three months. And some of it you're just not going to listen to right now. And that's totally acceptable. But in order for you to know which pieces are really great for you and, and which are not necessarily your thing, this is the first step. This also, like Sarah was saying, we're getting she's taking the time to get you out of your head and, and sort of back into your body. What we find a lot of times in people that are burnt out is there's this like cutoff at the neck. It's like there's we've lost normal connection with how our bodies are feeling. So getting that back is goes a long way in recreating trust between you and yourself. Right. And starting this precedent that burnout recovery is an experiment. Mm -hmm. There is no one right way to do it for everyone. So in this class, we pick or in, in the group program, we picked themes that are very common for pretty much everyone the, the, you know, the tools that every pretty much everyone needs help with, the exercises, the practices that are very likely to get you through. Starting with listening to your body is how you start to know and trust what's right for you. That's different from everyone else because that needs to happen because you are the only one that knows what's right for you. We have support, right? You can ask for objective support from the outside, from professionals, coaches, doctors, you know, whoever you want on your team to help you through recovery. And they can give you some objective perspective and suggestions, but you still have to be able to tune into yourself and say, is that right for me right now? That might be an educated suggestion, but it might not actually be what I need in this moment, maybe you need it in six months because you will be ready for it then. But you have to be able to like really trust that for yourself. Yeah, learning what works for you is is the really the base tool of how you get through burnout and then stay out of burnout as you go forward, because you can take this into. A lot of people burn out, leave their jobs, open a business, but you've never opened a business before. You listen to a lot of people's advice on what opening a business should look like. Really tuning into what works for you is good for your burnout recovery, but it's also just good for your life. It's yep. just good for your life. I think that that's critical. So move on to week two, because I don't want to keep everybody here forever, but I feel like <laughs> it's going to take us a minute to get through this because we we like it and we can talk about it all day. Week yeah. number two is called pruning and prioritization. Right. So in order to recover, we often need to make some space in our life, right? We need to make some space in our life and we need the right amount of resources. We need all the, all the resources to bring us back to life. So if we think about a tree, right? A tree has roots, they spread deep and wide in all directions, and then the trunk comes up, the branches extend in all directions, out reaching for the sun so the leaves can collect the sunlight and make photosynthesis. There's resources coming in from the top. There's We're such nerds. The resources come in from the bottom. But all of that is what it takes to make a tree vital, alive, grow, 
well as humans. You know, we're not trees. We don't do photo photosynthesis, but we still need a lot of resources to thrive. And if you've ever gardened before, you know that if you prune off branches that aren't doing so well, that are that are yet like branches that are, you know, they're either completely dead or they're like the leaves aren't so green and they're not doing well. If you cut off the a br even one branch, but any branches, the rest of the tree or plant comes back to life. It's like it bursts with growth. So we're going to take a look at your tree of life and we're going to prune off some branches um, or the one branch we're going to start with that is really just taking from you or you're giving to it and you're not getting a return on investment. You know, that photosynthesis isn't happening. You're not getting anything from what you're giving to. And it's important to recognize you don't have that energy to give right now. So we're also going to look at your resources. We're going to look at your roots and we're going to see, do you have a stable foundation? Are you lacking in any one particular area of your life that's really making your tree unstable? Um, you know, that isn't bringing in what you need to help you thrive. And we're going to look closer at that. So week two, it's, you know, it's kind of a lot of data to sort through for your, or, or about your life. But um, the people in the group found it so helpful to be led through this process that you that this is all just swimming in your head before this. But having it laid out question by question, it makes it really obvious what to prune and which root to tend to. And there you go. That's a huge shift in your intention for taking in more than you're giving out. And starting this process of like revitalizing yourself, which is huge. I what I think is critical here to know is is background information, like secret um, secrets of the background of Fred, <clears throat> is that Sarah's been working on this worksheet for months. Like there's been, I don't even we can't even count the amount of hours that have gone into organizing a way for you to see on a, on a bigger scale energy input and energy output right in a in a much broader way and this exercise is my favorite thing about the whole course is that every single exercise that you're learning can be used outside of the course and is good for other things. So everything that you learn here, you can use other places, but you have this worksheet, you get a blank form of this worksheet. You can print it out and fill it out twice a year if you want to, just to do a check-in with yourself. This is an amazing tool. Like, I can't tell you how good it is. This is an incredible tool that allows you to, when you're feeling a little off, to sit down with yourself and run through it. Once you know how to do it, once you've been guided through it, once somebody's shown you all the tip tools, tips, and tricks, you can run through this and use it to, in six months during your recovery, when you're in a new place, in a different place, say, oh, wow, now I have to prune this other thing that I didn't realize is it's time to go and time to prioritize something else. So, this is, you will get a worksheet, an actual worksheet. You can print it out if you want. You can print it out 87 times if you want. Don't give it to all your friends, please. <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, I guess. Just tell them to join us. So that's really exciting. And now let's go to the next piece. I have to type in all these things as we go. So okay. I'm, I'm trying to be um, a video editor 
while we do this. We go to the next piece, which is my favorite piece. But some people try to avoid it sometimes. The next I one is <laughs> Sarah avoided it. Yes. There's avoided a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear around this. Look at my resentment. Yeah. And I learned why once I did. Because why? personally, most of my resentment was towards myself. Oh, ow. Ouch. Yeah. Because I was my own boss. I, oh. you know, I've been a self-employed person for a lot of years. And I kept trying to do my life differently, knowing it wasn't working. And I just couldn't figure out the Lincoln logs of <laughs> my life to build it the way that I wanted it. I couldn't get there over and over. Hence, I needed some help. I needed some outside help to see a different way to to, to build the Lincoln log structure of my life. Um, so yeah, that was hard, but worth it. This piece... To me, first of all, you'll get access to the Resentment Journal, um, which is a another paid course, but it's included in your group program. The Resentment Journal is not just about resentment. The Resentment Journal covers what we like to call the anger group of emotions. And the anger group is resentment, irritation, frustration, annoyance, anger, right? All of these <laughs> emotions, the ones that we admit to, the ones that we don't. And the thing about this group of emotions is that we've been taught that they are unsafe. We've been taught that they are uncouth. We've been taught that they are impolite. And what that leaves us with is an entire section of our emotional lives that gets completely ignored, which means that all of the data that, that these emotions are trying to give us gets unused. So the reason that Sarah has moved the resentment to after the pruning and prioritization is doing the worksheet first and cutting some things away will probably leave you with some shoulds on your list, probably leaves you with a few things that you would like to change, but you don't think you can't. Some things that you, you'll have a little bit more space to tune into the anger group of emotions so that you can actually work through this. This is this can be used, like we said, for any of those emotions. It's called the resentment journal because I like the word resentment. It can be used for any of the emotions. And again, this is another tool that you can use anytime. As soon as you get it, you have it for life. Print it out. Use it. This is a PDF that's fill-inable, this one. So you can bring it up on a computer and type in your answers, and then you can delete it when you're done and print it up again and use it as many times as you need. This is where you're going to learn where your boundaries need to be. You cannot implement boundaries without knowing where they're broken down. Anybody watch Yellowstone? You know, how they're always checking the fence. They're like riding their horses and checking the fence to see where the fence is broken down. You have to do this with your boundaries all the time. They have to check the fence all the time. Because they get broken. Sometimes because you're stuck behind your own fence and you barrel through it to get out. Sometimes because you open a gate and forget to close it. Sometimes because somebody jumps over it. There's various reasons that the fence needs to be fixed. But if you are not tuning in to the places it needs to be fixed, what you end up with is really shitty boundaries and a really bitter, angry person who can't seem to understand why the world is functioning the way it is. And... This is something that we haven't so directly talked about. When your boundaries are broken down or you don't have them to start with, 
your physical body becomes the boundary and you end up having jaw pain, tension, headaches, migraines, neck and shoulder pain, hip pain, jaw pain, or I mean, knee pain, ankle pain. There's these particular meridians associated with the anger group of emotions and it runs the whole length of your body on the outside and the inside and your body feels terrible when you're not processing this anger group of emotion. So if you're one of these people who are like, yeah, check, 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 pretty much all the things on that list, looking at your resentments and your boundaries are going to be a crucial part of your burnout recovery. If you want help with that, here we are. Here I am. Here we are. Here's (laughs) happening soon, starting February, Sunday, February 19th. Five days. Five days coming soon. All right, week four, because now we're spending week three doing the resentment, learning where the boundaries are being broken down. Guess what happens in week four? Can you guess? (laughs) Boundaries. Boundary time. Yeah. So we're going to go over kind of some rules for boundary making, what things to avoid, um, how to be a brat in a good way. (laughs) R-A-T. Hint, hint, hint. That's a tool that you're going to get for boundaries for how to state them in a way that makes sense to people. Yeah. You're going to give that gift to yourself and to anyone pretty much that you're setting boundaries with because they may not know it in the moment. But if you need a boundary with them on that thing, they're going to be served by that. And it's a good, it's a wonderful thing. It's a win-win. It is a win-win. It's like a win-win at first, but they are. But they are. And one of the things that Sarah said about resentment um, in her own life was that a lot of the resentment was toward herself. So one of, something that you need to understand about boundaries and that you'll learn really well during this, uh, during this section is that boundaries are both internal and external. A lot of times we blame people for crossing our boundaries, but what really happened was we jumped over our own fence into somebody else's yard and then got mad at them for their reaction to it. So when we're the, the internal boundary piece is also really critical and the time shift from week four to week five, from class four to class five, because this is not one week at a time. There are breaks in between weeks, but from week four to week five, there's a bigger break. There's about three weeks in between classes. This is done on purpose. This is done because boundaries take time. And you're going to need to practice some things and some questions are going to come up. This is when you use the private Facebook group that you have. This is when you reach out for questions. This might be the time that you book a call with you book your one on one call with Sarah to say, I don't know about this piece. Right. So there's a bigger break here so that you have more time to implement what you're learning. We are not trying to overwhelm you with information. We're trying to get you the information you need give you a little bit of space to practice, give you some time to refine, give you another piece of the puzzle. Yes. Then after boundaries are done, we go on to week five. We are going to take a look at and discover our core values. Why? For what? This is so important because... Well, first of all, you have to know how to listen, right? So we're practicing listening to our body for several weeks before we turn inward and say, what lights me up? What excites me? What makes me want to be alive? 
and these words on the page that you choose from help you find those the, the qualities, the characteristics of those words that are going to create the life that you want to live. They're going to bring you back to life from burnout to what you are hoping for, a life that excites you, that feels good to you, that feels content, that like your heart can feel like a nice warm, like fireplace fire that's just cozy and enjoyable instead of like a blazing wildfire that is out of control. And I think the lovely piece about this being the fifth class in the six classes is that you've been working towards your values this whole time. Now you're just getting it again out of your head onto paper, making it really clear for yourself. And then you can go back and look at that pruning and prioritization worksheet and check in. This is a check-in moment. You get to check whether or not your values that you've chosen are aligned with the priorities that you put into place in the second week's class. Right, So we're constantly giving you, here's this learning piece and here's how it integrates into the whole. Here's this learning piece. Here's how it integrates into the whole. So that this is these are not six separate things that we're just like throwing at you. This all pulls together to become one lovely burnout recovery experimental journey. Absolutely. And the values become something you can check in with when you're making big decisions in your life. You get to take a look at the value statements you create in and ask yourself, if I say yes to this thing I'm being presented with, will it get me closer to the life that I'm describing with these value statements? And it becomes much easier to make a decision because it's either pretty obviously yes or no. Yes, which it just it makes things so much easier. And then you move on to so the last take, week. Yeah, we're going to take all of... This information, all this data that we've collected in this experiment we call burnout recovery. And you're going to make, you're going to look at your, uh, like a day. What kind of day? What do you want your days to look like? What do you want your week to look like? So we're going to be very realistic though. How much time do the things that you want to prioritize take? Do they take more than 24 hours? If they do, we got to prune some things because there's only 24 hours in a day. So we're going to look at it very objectively, um, but also subjectively, because we want this to feel good to you. So this I love. I just love because every single person that does this, whenever the like results come in and people have like their their own sort of day laid out, everybody's so different. And then we go back to the very beginning, what you said, like burnout recovery is different for every person and you have to be able to tune into yourself and check in with yourself. Is this a yes or is this a no? You are not going to have the same build out of a day as somebody else. Maybe you have young kids. Maybe you're an empty nester. Maybe you have a caring parent, an aging parent you have to care for. Maybe you have a full-time job. Maybe you're building a business. Maybe your life is unique to you and the plan for your day-to-day -day life has to be unique to you. And this is not a plan that says you must wake up in the morning and go outside in broad in daylight and walk for 10 minutes before you sit down and have a glass of hot water with lemon before you meditate, before you tell me that a mother of a six-year-old can do that every day, please. Right? So like Sarah's saying, this is a realistic, but exciting plan? How, how real can we make this so that it actually fits your life? And then how can you make it so that it makes you light up? How do you get both sides of that? Right. 
and we look at it on a daily, like, okay, what, what could the general day be? And then what is the week? Cause you know, you don't do, you don't do every chore every day, right? You do it, you know, Wednesday and Friday or whatever, you know, you do certain things different times. So we look at a day first, like kind of what would your optimal day, how could you include all the things? And then we expand it to like, okay, how can we fit everything into the week? And then generally that gives you an idea of like, okay, if I do this over and over, with room for flexibility and adjustment. Cause I do suggest that at the end of every week, you take a look at what worked for you and what didn't and make changes for the upcoming week's schedule or two weeks out if, you know, however you can do that. But there's always, you're always refining. We're not looking for the one right way, even for you, because it's an experiment. And also you need different things as women at different phases of your menstrual cycle. We need a different kind of day when it's the peak of, winter versus the peak of summer, right? If you slept so, well the night before, if your kid is healthy or sick but, or... Right. So we need to build in, you know, we're trying to regain resiliency or bounce back ability as Kate so wonderfully defined it um, more expansively <laughs> than just resiliency. Like we, we need the ability to be flexible and actually the anger group of emotions, the organs that go with that also rule flexibility. But until you kind of deal with your resentments, you're not going to have that luscious um, flexibility in your body or in your kind of emotional body. Which in your is responses. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what you need in order to um, be kind to yourself and allow for life to keep lifing and for you to be able to meet yourself wherever life is at the moment, because there's so much that we don't have control over. But that's another thing that we're doing with burnout recovery is letting go of the things we don't have control over and just focusing on the things that we do, which really brings in how much energy we're spending in the world when we're not worried about everyone else and everything else that's happening in the world, which Which is really hard to help the helpers and the, the givers of the world, the empathetic folks, the people that relate to wanting to save everyone. It's really hard to dial back and only focus on you, but it's the benefit of it is that you end up being able to give more to the things that actually matter to you because the more time you pour into yourself, the more energy you pour into yourself, the more you have available to do other things. So it sounds counterintuitive, but you help others by helping yourself and staying strong within yourself. This is, uh, we're back. Can we like just get back to the same airplane, like put your own mask on first thing. I know everybody uses that and it can get annoying because you hear it all the time, but it it's used all the time because it's true. And if we can fill you up and keep you filled up, that means that you can serve this world the way your heart desires. You'll have the energy to do it because you'll be refueling yourself constantly. And you will have been discerning through all these exercises that we're doing so that you know exactly which branch that which branch in your tree of life you want to extend out to the world, which one actually lights your heart up. It's likely not all of them. So which is the one way that you're going to do it? Lastly, after all of this, you have some integration time. Technically, this is all of the classes, but Sarah decided that she's going to add a bonus week because she wants you to be able to try things on for a good solid month, give everything a whirl, and then have her 
to run through it with. This is more of like a sort of Q&A session. There's no class this week. It's a it's an office hours. It's a Q&A where you're going to give people the chance to say, hey, this really worked for me. This didn't. Right. Yeah. Ask questions like, OK, I'm stuck here. I need that like objective perspective. How can I do this differently? I'm not seeing the way through. Yeah. So even after you finish, you still get a check-in a month later to make sure that you are on track. The next group starts February 19th in five days from Valentine's Day. And we think gifting yourself this group for Valentine's Day is a fabulous idea. Yeah. Sarah, do you want to uh, let us read one more testimonial from that's the last group? That's yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Mm. It's tough to choose. There's some good ones in there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Are you crying? No. I'm just trying to <laughs> summarize what people were saying. I mean, I think it comes back to this, like, you're not alone in it. Mm. You're not alone in being burnt out. I, if you're in the Facebook group, you obviously know that because there's the almost 1500 people in there right now. You know, it's one, it's, it's amazing. And it's also sad that we're all here. We've been here, but here we are and you don't have to do it alone. It feels so much better not to do it alone and to have the support. Um, yeah, We've seen a lot of people in the group recently say, I need help. I'm I'm looking through all these options. There's all these things. I've tried all these things and I'm not sure. And I just keep wanting to be like, go to the group. Just go to the group. Just go do it. Just go to the group. Just go to the group. It feels nice. I'm the, I mean, I'm there to hold space. I'm there to hold the container and to see the vision of for you of getting yourself out of burnout. Because I know when I was at the peak of it, I was so in so much despair. I was hopeless and I did not see the light. I did not feel there was a way through, a way out. And I am holding that vision for you and holding space for you to go through that you know, process, the deep process. And I'm doing my best to make it a little easier for you by presenting this pathway for you through all these weeks. Yeah. And I think it's important to, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with people or when you're working one-on-one -on -one with people or when we're working with a group, we're working usually in this span of about three months time. We don't expect you to be completely out of burnout in this three month time. But what we do expect is for you to feel like your feet are back on solid ground, that you know what to do. One of the testimonials said, I feel like I know which levers to pull now. Like, I, I feel like I'm in more control of what's happening. This is exactly what we want. We don't need to necessarily hold your hand for a year while you go through this, but making sure you have all the right tools and making sure you feel like you have some control over what's happening so that you can make progress and make serious progress. This is, I think, the most important thing because there's a there's this idea in psychology of an internal locus of control, this center of control that lives within you that you know deep inside that you have the ability to make these changes. And it's a critical part of staying healthy mentally and physically. So I love that part of it. Right. And 
you just don't see what's possible when there aren't so many options presented to you. Yeah. And you're not seeing how other people are doing it in the group. It's a part of the experiment. You get to see, oh, this person's doing it this way. Does is that my way? And you get to decide yes or no. And so you're just give you're just presented with so many different um possibilities, which you know, you'd think would be overwhelming, but it isn't when you're in the container. Just yeah, because like- you don't have to be responsible for the energy. Sarah's responsible for the energy. She could she, and she does that really well. It's one of my favorite things. What's your What's your favorite thing about leading a group? I just sprung that on her, you guys. Well, I love the, honestly, the camaraderie. Mm. I love, like, I know synergy was like such a buzzword for a while, but it truly is synergy. It's like so much more energy flows when you're in a group, right? Like possibilities. I, I just always feel like, like, things are happening in my brain, like little neurons are coming to get firing and coming together in a way. And it's like, there's magic in the container of a group. There's just a lot more movement that happens and uh, it makes transformation less burdensome, Mm. makes it feel less big, less less of this, like makes the hill smaller that you have to climb to get there. It's in some way, it's just makes it easier. Just makes it easier. Sarah, do you have any last minute words before we sign off for people who are maybe on the edge, not sure? Well, I am happy to talk with you directly. You can book a free call with me um, and we can just talk through, is this right for you right now? Um, Before the last group, I probably did 20 of these calls and, you know, almost 10 of the people, it wasn't right for them. And 10 of the people, it was right for them. And I was a-okay with saying that like no actually I don't think this is for you right now like you're better off seeing a doctor and kind of getting your physical health back together before you dive into these kind of exercises to shift your life because you need some amount of foundation for that you know things like that so I would be honest with you about if this is right for you I'm not just going to convince you to join just because I want you to everyone to be there no I want it truly to be the right thing for you right now if you're going to join. So if you're not sure, let's talk. I love it. All right, everybody. That's wrapping it up. I hope we answered all of your questions. If not, feel free to comment on this video in our Facebook group. If you are not in the Facebook group, go to Facebook groups and then type in Fried the Burnout Podcast and it will come up. You can join the group. We would love to have you and you can ask any question underneath this video. We'll be sure to keep eyes on it. I I cannot wait to see. We already have some people in the group. We have some people already signed up. And every time somebody signs up, we draw a heart with their name inside of it on a piece of paper that is behind my computer. Sarah draws the same one at home. So we are creating the container for you as soon as you click that button. We, We are already spending energy making sure that it's ready for you. So we can't wait to see whose name pops up next. Bye. Bye.
All right, Fried Fam. I hope that this helped you create a picture of what you might be able to get out of this group coaching program. We are so excited about setting up this second one. It is a really powerful thing and just we're just pumped to be able to give you this sort of in-between option between a lot of the free things that we offer and a little bit more expensive higher investment one-on-one coaching that we offer. We have now this middle ground for all of you out there. We cannot wait to see if you join. Go ahead and head to bit.ly forward slash Sarah Spring Group and you'll find all the info. Until next time.